Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Hello, and welcome to Vitality, Women Leading Audaciously. Today, my honored guest is Rachel Jenkins. Did I say that right, Jenkins? Jenks. Jenks. That's okay. I I just put an in all the time. (laughs) Thank you, Rachel Jenks um, of the Brand Boss Studio. And I'm so excited to talk to her about personal branding and her work and, and her story. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jennifer. I am honored to be here today. (laughs) Uh, The feeling is mutual. So tell us why branding? How did you get into branding? Sure. So my story is very a personal one. I have a whole breadth of experience. I've been in the marketing communication space for 23 years, but what I really want to tell you is my personal story. So the morning of my 38th birthday, I woke up to the voice of shame screaming in my head, another year older, and what do you have to show for it? What do you even have to show for your life? And I didn't realize, you know, all of these people from my community would ask me to coffee, especially women, and say, Rachel, we just want to hear your story. You're so inspiring. And every time I would think, me? What's so inspiring about me? And I didn't realize that the very same thing that made me inspiring to them is what had made me shameful to myself. And that was being different. You see, I've never fit in in any social circle in my entire life. I am five foot tall when the sun is shining. I was the ballerina who walked funny. I would rather have my nose in a book than in front of a video game. I would rather be outside than at the mall. There has just been something different about me in every social circle my entire life, even to today, 41 years old, single woman business owner, right? And so that were different had so much pain associated with it for me, Jennifer, so much rejection and all of that. And so that morning of my 38th birthday, when everything really just came to a head that afternoon, I had a powerful conversation with a mentor that I will never forget. And he said to me, Rach, you do realize that what you are comparing your life against, what you are measuring your life by right now, you and I both know that's not what truly matters to you. And he was absolutely right. And that launched a personal development journey of going through my journals and going through seasons of my life and seeing this word different and what it had meant to me in those seasons. And then when I stepped into the world of entrepreneurship, now different meant adventure and camaraderie and all of these things. And so that word really became redeemed for me, really transformed for me and what it meant. And I began to see that my superpower had been in front of my face the whole time, which is being different because I was never made to fit in. You know, my first career was professional ballet and I thought that was my childhood dream. And I did get to live it for a while, but I'm so grateful as painful as it was, that that didn't end up becoming my full-time life. 
I'm so grateful because I would have been miserable because if you look at ballet, right, the most that professional dancers can hope for is to blend in and to look like everybody else on stage and be part of the court. That was never me. I am never going to look like everybody else on the stage from my physical stature to everything else. I was never made to blend in. I was born to stand out. And so are you. And so that's where my whole thing about my whole message about owning your difference comes from was a very personal journey for me of seeing this because it's one thing to say, oh, I'm just different. It's another thing to own it. Right. And so once I started to own my difference in business and see, you know, I've been doing branding this whole time. So of course I was never made to fit in because you can keep up with the Joneses or be the Joneses. The choice is yours. Right. And I love helping people see their unique difference and own it because owning that authentically is powerful. It is Rachel. What an awesome story. I really felt like I was right there with you. Beautiful. And for those of you who can't see her, who are just listening, she looks like she's 21, not 41. (laughs) And she's extremely vital. She's beautiful blonde hair and these bright eyes. And to the right of her is, um, own your difference. It's a big sign. Like, you know, it's so clear. It's like, it's, it's become who you are as part of your personal brand because it's been so meaningful to you. And I can really relate to that. I mean, I've never, ever uh, blended in. (laughs) I mean, you know, like you want to kind of disappear or you want to not be noticed and you enter a room and it's just not possible for some people, whether you're like my daughter, six feet tall or you're five feet tall, you know, you carry a presence with you. We all carry a presence with us. And, you know, it was funny because when I moved to Northern California, I thought, well, you know, I'm not going to stand out as much here because there's so many people like me here. And although that may be true, and I could be a lot more of myself here because my eccentricities were not all that uncommon for this community. Um, So I have been able to become more of myself. And I used to think that it was irrespective of where you lived. Like it didn't matter where you lived. It was how you are, where you were. But I actually have experienced something different than that and owning my difference and finding a place to live that really helped me to, 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 to live into that even more. Personal branding is interesting because this year I reached out to, um, to really establish my personal brand in a more serious way. And it was bold and risky to do it right. You need to be, you know, be high level. You need to figure out your whole brand platform. And, um, the boldness wasn't so much owning my difference, or maybe it is because I'm unwilling to maybe claim it as clearly as I should to distinguish the authentic, you know, the authentic and and unique USP. Um, But what is a personal brand to you? It's that difference I heard you allude to. Could you tell us more about that? Yes, I would absolutely love to. So here is the thing about branding. Everybody jumps to, and for those of you who can't see right now, who are just listening, I have branding posters behind me. Everybody jumps to the visuals when it comes to branding. What are your colors? What are your fonts? What's your logo? And that's just one piece of the puzzle. To truly understand the power of branding, we actually have to think about it in reverse. Branding is not about us putting our mark on something. Branding is the mark that the experience that they have with you makes in the minds of your clients and potential clients and customers. That experience, that's the branding. And so the way that I like to think about this, Jennifer, is if you were to describe somebody to me who you know really well, maybe you've known them for a long time, or maybe you just have a deep friendship. 
the words that you would use to describe them probably have very little to do with anything on the surface. Why? Because we get to know people at a much different level. Right. And people think about business and marketing and all that stuff as if it's different than real life. And it's no different. Right. It's just not. And so to truly understand the power of brand, we have to go way, way deeper than anything that's on the surface. And so the true foundation of every successful brand begins with identity, because when you know who you are, you can function from this place. And that has to do with knowing who you are and knowing who you are not, because when you know who you are not, then you can operate in your identity in freedom. Yeah, so beautiful. And so personal branding You know, everybody, when it comes to owning your difference, lots of love and respect to Seth Godin, but people have read The Purple Cow and thought they needed to go paint themselves purple. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about making yourself different. Personal branding is not something you have to create. It's who you already are. It's showing up in the authenticity of who you are so that the people who need what you carry and who you are can find you. It has everything to do with showing up in authenticity, in vulnerability, in the fullness of your identity as a brand. Mm. That's what personal branding is. It's not about, you know, I, (laughs) one of the things that is a pet peeve of mine is when it comes to the personal branding space particularly for women in business. There is so much of what I like to call the chameleon crisis. Oh, we'll just look like everybody else and everybody's got the exact same laughing photos in the same direction and you know all this stuff. There's so much of looking like everybody else and fitting in. Let me tell you something. Being a chameleon is fantastic if you don't want to get eaten by birds. But is that really what you want for your business? It's a great way to blend in and a terrible way to stand out. And here's the reality. Can I nerd out on brain science for a minute? Yeah, yeah. So this is something I am so passionate about is there is actually neuroscience. And I have an incredible interview with a neuroscientist on my podcast, The Brand Boss Show, where she goes deep into this more eloquently than I'm about to. But in our brains, we literally have an identity center. And it's the same place where our goal center is stored. But over time, There's these network of neural pathways. It becomes like a web that gets woven through experiences we have, what society tells us. All of these things create these neural pathways that keep us from functioning in our true identity. However, when we start to untangle these neural pathways, when we show up in our life, and by the way, the same is true in business, in our authentic identity, this is what's so crazy powerful. Speaking of magic, like you were talking about a minute before. When we do that, it literally has the power to start to untangle and unravel those neural pathways in the minds of those around us. So whether it's our friends, our family, our clients, our customers, we literally have the power to jailbreak the minds of the people around us to operate in their authentic identity as well, just because we've showed up in our authentic identity ourselves. Mm, I love that. There's like this match of vibration. There's a match of frequency. Exactly. It's true. It's like we can't, and we do, we're trained to be good girls. And, and the, to do what, you know, they want us to do, whatever the teacher, the pastor, the father, the sister, you know, the school. And it's, it's, I, I think this generation I noticed with my daughter is different. Actually. It's like, my daughter's like, she doesn't care. Yeah. Like, you don't like me go take a hike. Like, I don't <laughs> like 
whatever, you know, this is who I am. So I love that. And I see that irreverence in her friends as well. And I, and I honor that. Um, but I don't know that our generation is, is that advanced. And so the reminder for us to, to become ourselves and to make it okay. And to, you know, annihilate, well, I shouldn't say annihilate the word I want to say is integrate, integrate the shame that we might feel, uh, around that authenticity because so-and-so might've made fun of us or whatever. Um, is it's really time for that. It's time. It is. And there is a difference between operating in authentic identity and operating in who we think we have to be. Yeah. And it's even trickier because you want to establish authority and influence in order to be respected and listened to yet at the same time, you're supposed to be vulnerable and authentic. And I find it really challenging actually to, to, to balance those two things without people thinking, wow, she's a mess or he's a mess, you know, um, (laughs) but it's a really, it's like a little bit of an edge there, isn't it? It is. And it's an, it's an interesting balance, right? And you have to know, you have to know your audience, but you're not branding for your audience. That's something that I want to talk about too, because everybody talks about branding for your audience. It's actually a lie. You have to market to your audience and leverage the power of emotional intelligence in that so that you're speaking language that will connect with them, right? But branding for your audience means that all of a sudden I'm going to wear what you wear, Jennifer. And I'm going to talk about what you talk about, and I'm going to show up as a clone of who you are, which is really creepy, honestly. And it doesn't give you anything to remember about me. It's just a copycat of you. And you're not looking for you. You're looking for me and what I have to bring to you. And so this is why branding for your audience is a total lie. Now, cultural intelligence, emotional intelligence, that is important, but that's marketing to your audience, not branding for your audience. So when it comes to walking this line between authority and authenticity, my question is, why does there have to be a difference? You know, we have this idea that leadership looks like something, that influence looks like something. Hmm. The most powerful influence you will ever have is the life that you live. Right. And so when we are real about it, that, that doesn't mean you have to, you know, share all your dirty laundry on your social media, right? But there is this, like people are so hungry for the real. There's a reason that people say things like Instagram fake or whatever. And to be quite frank, if I can just step on a soapbox for a minute, I know there's so much talk about establishing yourself as an authority in your space. And that's true. But quite frankly, a lot of the way it's done makes people come across as cocky and Mm -hmm. unrelatable and Mm -hmm. aloof and like everything's all together. And it's not the reality Mm -hmm. of who they are. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's a difference between positioning yourself as an expert and making yourself an expert. And this, I think too, is where that line is between being the personal brand and quote unquote, creating a personal brand. If you are creating a personal brand, that means that you are fabricating something different than who you are. Mm. But if you are being a personal brand, if you are showing up in the authenticity of who you are, which does include being vulnerable sometimes. Right. Yeah. And that's where the power of personal branding lies, because now you're not just another talking head. You're not somebody who feels concrete or aloof. There's actually something people can relate to about you. Mm -hmm. And now not only are they gleaning from your expertise, but they're listening to you as a trusted friend. Mm. somebody who understands, not just 
I know what to do about this. Does that make sense? <laughs> totally. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And honestly, everybody, whether you are in business uh, with your personal brand or not, I think it's a value. I know my sister is actually in the branding world, um, it, it, not in the personal branding world, but she's, uh, so she'll say, I'll say, oh, I love this thing. She's like, it's so off brand for me. You know, and she's just, and she knows her brand. So I'll just also, cause she's in this space, but it's so cute. Mm. And I'll be like, now your couch is completely off brand. You know, you've really got to get a new couch. And she's like, I know, right. You know, so like we, we speak in our family in this language. So it's just funny. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Yeah. Oh, so, so you, you're in business for yourself, right? You're an entrepreneur. I am. And, um, you have to live your life as everyone does. And so how do you find your, um, I don't know if balance is the right word, but how do you find your, your stride? I love this question so much because quite honestly, Jennifer, for 40 years of my life, I was a workaholic. Hmm. A lot of that came from my professional ballet upbringing and, you know, perfectionism and Mm -hmm. performance driven, whether it was school, whatever. And so, you know, hustle culture, you can work when you're dead, all that stuff. And I ran myself into the ground and it was really in January of 2020 hashtag irony (laughs) that I started to, um, be confronted with this. And then it was really about a, a year and a half journey. Um, oh, I said 2020, I'm sorry, January of 2021 that I started to be confronted with this. And in 2020, I was just trying to survive. You know, we were doing all of the challenges and masterminds and courses and taught ourselves 27 different kinds of software and ran myself into the ground. And so it was in January of that year that I was completely exhausted. Mm -hmm. And I really had to come face to face with, is this how I want to live my life? And it wasn't. And for me, the thing that did it, Jennifer, is realizing back to this idea of doing versus being right, that who I am is valuable, not just what I'm doing in my business, not just what I'm doing for my customers, right? That Mm -hmm. who I am as a woman, as a human being is valuable. It really had to start with that for me and that I don't have to earn my way into having value. That's really what flipped everything on its head for me. And so when I did, you know, I used to have this idea of like, okay, I can rest after my work is done, but starting to realize that I don't have to work for rest. I don't have to earn it. It can be a place that I live from. So whether that is, you know, I live in Colorado Springs now, and that has been huge, huge, huge for me. You were talking before about living in a place that allows you to be fully who you are. I have never lived somewhere where I could go for a hike before I start my work day or vice versa, you know, or in the middle of the day, the (laughs) mountains are literally right outside my window. I keep my window open just to have that refreshing as the day goes on. That's something that deeply, deeply refreshes me Mm. is time in nature and time hiking in the mountains. I also love to cook. And so, you know, it was like, okay, well, I don't have time to eat because I got to get this work done. Well, no, I'm valuable. And so, yes, I may be one person, but I'm still worth cooking for. And so giving myself that time and that permission to cook. And I love to just play in my kitchen and just throw things together and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's so fun. (laughs) It is. So just these little things or taking five minutes to indulge in a piece of really good dark chocolate, right? Like these little things, but 
where it really stemmed from for me was undoing this belief that I have to work to be worth something right? and learning that who I am is valuable aside from anything I am doing or not doing. So again, that could look like taking a nap, you know, something that I love that I learned from a good friend of mine, Michelle Curtis Bailey is this idea. She calls them luxury showers. I've never really been one for like the bath with the candles and whatever, but sometimes you get off a hard call and you just go take a shower. Yeah. It's huge. It totally cleanses the field. Yeah. It does. Powerful. Yeah. It's powerful. And maybe, yeah. you, have, you know, music going, or maybe you don't, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten to the end of the day now. And I'm just like, I just need a shower. Yeah. It, it's like, it changes. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's really spectacular. Totally does. Yeah. So, so you changed yeah. your mindset and you shifted your values and you brought yourself back into alignment in order to be able to prioritize. So you weren't running yourself into the ground. Exactly. And that really changed everything for me. It changed the way I show up in my life, changed the way I show up in my business. I had greater success in my business than ever before. You know, it's funny, like you hear the stories of the really successful business people and they're, you know, on vacation or they're doing this or whatever. And I used to think that, oh, like that must be nice. And someday when I get really successful, then I can, you know, have all of this time and travel the world or do yoga on the beach or whatever. But one of the things in my journey that I have come to learn is, and I'm going to pose this as a question, could it be that the reason that they are so successful is because they've prioritized rest? Because when we are taking care of ourselves and we are not spread a mile wide and an inch thick, that's when we're the most creative, the most productive. Mm -hmm. That's when, you know, honestly, the best opportunities come to us because we are open for them and we are in a place to receive them. Totally. And so I think it's so counterculture that there's so much emphasis on hustle culture and all this kind of stuff. But if you look at the people who are truly successful, Mm -hmm. they're not hustling. Not to say that they didn't have a season and I'm not saying there's not seasons, you know, to go all in on your business. They're very intentional. They're very intentional. Yeah. And and that's exactly what my programs are, Rachel. You just like described it. So folks, if you're curious about what vitality is, it's it's specifically what Rachel just described. It's about really looking at not spreading yourself thin about very, being very intentional, which is exactly what you, you said that you've done since January, 2021, which has been life changing. And it is life-changing and you were lucky enough that you could do it on your own. Many people need support uh, in order to do it because it it takes a lot of courage and it might disappoint people. Um, (laughs) And so for sure, yeah, there's always like a whole reorganization that happens, but that is the key. And you're right. They're not hustling. Um, They are in action. They are on purpose. They are showing up, you know, they're professional. They're not sitting on the couch eating bonbons all day. They're in the gym at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. <laughs> but they're yeah. but it's 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 methodical um in a sense. And you're right, you can receive more, you're more creative. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm curious, what are you uh, cooking up in the kitchen? Anything interesting these days? So one of my favorites that I just made this past week was I made a chicken bruschetta mm. and it had fresh mozzarella and tomato and basil and then I'm not really, uh, I'm gluten-free, so I don't eat a lot of carbs. And I was like, hmm, what do I want to make with this? So I made steamed super greens with balsamic portobello mushrooms. And it was 
absolutely fabulous. Oh, I love the textures and the creaminess and the sweetness and then a little bit of bitter with the greens. I love that. So, so exciting. Yeah. I'm really into the asparagus, peas and fennel these days are really exciting Ooh, and funny ways. Yeah. And then, um, pine pollen. I just love the combination of pine pollen Ooh. with fennel. It's been really, really I fun. I to try that. Yeah. I mean, pine pollen is a great adaptogenic, um, and it really helps to, you know, encourage more vitality and it's just, uh, it's, yeah, I just love this time of year. Just the reminder of rebirth and transformation yes. and, uh, just so much, Yes. All the fresh things I've been craving all the fresh things, yeah, <laughs> from, you know, it's... fresh berries, fresh spring greens. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to go to the market this weekend. See if I can find some nettles. That's also Ooh, the there you go. right. Leeks and nettles and spring onions. Mm. Oh, so exciting. I get so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Any last words of wisdom you'd like to leave our listeners with before we uh, end the episode? I just want to encourage you to have the courage to own your difference. It can be hard. Like you were saying, whether it's about in your vitality journey, whether it's in your business, whether it's in your life, there can be fear of disappointing people. There can be all of these voices that tell us who we should be. But when you have the courage to own your difference and show up in the authenticity of who you are, there is no feeling like that in the world. And not only that, when we show up in the authenticity of who we are, we give those around us permission to do so as well. And that's truly powerful. So powerful. And I really appreciate the reminder, especially packaged inside of personal branding. Um, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what it actually is. So if people would like to uh, explore what it would, what it would be like to go through a personal branding process, I imagine it's like a journey that you take them on in order to get to these these core um, attributes and promises and um, archetypes and all the things that I would expect would belong to it. <laughs> Please correct me if I'm misspeaking, but, but um, how, how, what, what do you recommend that people do in order to learn more? Sure. So there are two main ways that you can connect with me. So the first one is to follow the Brand Boss Show. Uh, which is available on every social media platform. If you just look for the Brand Boss Show on TikTok, I have daily nuggets of wisdom to inspire you in your life, your business, and your personal brand. On Instagram, uh, you can come behind the scenes with me on my personal journey at the Brand Boss Show. You can also listen to the Brand Boss Show podcast, which is all about empowering you to rock your brand like a boss. Or you can connect with me and see how we can work together at the Brand Boss, or sorry, at brandbossstudio.com. Nice. I love it. Brandbossstudio.com. It's been such, such a pleasure. And I thank you for being here with us today. Thank you so much, Jennifer. It has been an honor to serve you and your audience. Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast-guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag vitality women leading audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content 
To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.